Hey everybody, Ed Carbohall on a late Tuesday. Just finished recording Coast to Coast Combat Hour uh, with my buddy Matt Hawkins over on the West Coast. Check that out. Um, we did a preview of the Bellator 249 card. Um, I just wanted to, I got a new headset. Um, I did my Sunday submission. I know normally I throw you guys the uh, audio from the Sunday submissions to make that the podcast, but we got a big fight week coming up. Uh, here, here we are in the middle of October. Bellator is featuring their first home-based MMA event from the U.S. on CBS Sports Network. I know they've already had a few from Milan and Paris over the weekend, but this is the first United States-based card that they're holding with Bellator 249, and there is a title fight. Chris Cyborg, uh, the champion, featherweight champion at Bellator MMA, is set to face Arlene Blenkow. Blenko, excuse me, uh, in the main event. The card is stacked from top to bottom. There's 11 fights total on the card. Um, I had it up a while ago as I was doing the podcast with Matt, and I took it down, but um, there's a lot of fights on the card worth watching. Hopefully it brings a lot of viewers to CBS Sports. That's going to be CBS Sports this Thursday evening. I think the first bell is like 6 or 6.30. Uh, from Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, no fans allowed, obviously, because of COVID. But um, we do have a title fight. So um, you guys know if you've listened to this podcast um, or any of the other content that I do, I, uh, I've i interviewed the title challenger a few times, Arlene Blenko. Um, I talked to her before the pandemic when she was on her way home. And uh, so it's cool that I got to talk to her when she got back. I spoke to her last Friday, so rather than get, throw you guys my babbling mouth uh, from the Sunday submission, I'm going to add that interview for you. Um, I just checked odds on FanDuel, by the way. Cyborg is minus 750. Uh, Blenko is plus 500. Um, check out her fights. She's got a 13-7 record, but um, I feel like her style is uh, troublesome for Cyborg. Again, I'm not going to feel like I got to eat my words or anything if she loses because it's Chris Cyborg that she's facing, but plus 500 is not bad. You know what I mean? For uh, an MMA bet this weekend, if you want to throw in. So I put five bucks on her. Five bucks will land us 25, right? So why not? Um, All right. So. Bellator 249, Chris Cyborg versus Arlene Blanco. Uh, Co-main event is Patricky Pitbull versus uh, Jared Willis, uh, who who was or was or is. I don't know if Bellator is going to have him back, but I think he won the welterweight, the 170-pound title over at LFA against someone else I interviewed, Vinicius de Jesus. Uh, that was only like two months ago. So uh, it's, that's a nice pickup for Bellator. Um, and then, uh, Sada Watt is on the card. Um, I forgot who he's fighting. Cause I got, we were, t- we started matchmaking, um, off of that card, uh, with the Pitbull and, uh, Ricky Bandejas is on the card. Uh, trying to think who else is fighting. I forget who their opponents are. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. But the undercard, even the undercard is hot. Uh, Steve Maury's on there again. They always have him when they come to, to, um, Mohegan Sun. And uh, the other thing is uh, they had uh, 
Joe Schilling versus Curtis Millinder as like the main, you know, the 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 ones that are on YouTube, the main event of the YouTube broadcast. Um, but they lost that. I think it was a COVID issue. So um, so it was twelve fights. Now it's down to eleven. Hopefully they don't you lose any more between now and Thursday. It's only forty eight hours away. So while you have forty eight hours to listen to it, check out my interview with Arlene Blanco. Blanco, and um, again, thanks for listening to the podcast. Those that stick with this one, I know I'm all over the place, and most of my audio goes up at Coast to Coast Combat Hour. But you can help out there too if you, uh, you know, like and subscribe and watch it. Uh, Blogboard Jungle YouTube channel is where the video version uh, streams from. I stream it on my Twitch channel, Old Head Carb, and it's also uh, all of them are up at uh, allaccessmma.com, who's a sponsor of the podcast for the uh, at least until the end of the year. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for those that listen and uh, check out the interview. Hopefully she wins, and if you place the bet, we're all, uh, you know, a little bit richer this weekend. All right. Stay tuned. Arlene Blanco, uh, it's so nice to see you back in the States. And uh, I know the last time we spoke, um, you were on your way home at the beginning of this whole pandemic situation. And, yeah, uh, I was at the airport, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. And then now, now, you're, now you're back ready for uh, probably what's uh, one of the biggest fight, uh, probably the biggest fight of your, your career. So uh, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, it's good to be back over here, and it's good to be actually be able to have this fight this year. I mean, the last time we spoke, it was um, you know the beginning of COVID, and the world was getting locked down, and we didn't really know what was in store for the rest of 2020. So to be back over here now in October, and and obviously the fight's going ahead. Um, yeah, it's good. Very, very yeah, happy. you look good. You look healthy. I mean, uh, I know you said you're 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 clear for as far as COVID's concerned. Uh, Mohegan Sun uh, and Bellator are doing a great job with the uh, fight sphere. Um, how's that whole experience been since you've uh, since you checked in? Yeah, good. They um, yeah, like you said, they have um, they are doing all the right things here to make sure that the fighters and everybody involved is safe. And um, yeah, so we like I said to you before, we've just come out of our quarantine. Um, we got mm. here and got COVID tested um, straight away, and we were in our room. But yeah, just everything that I provided to make sure that we. Um, you know, we'll continue to stay safe while we're here. Um, they've done a very good job. So, yeah, well, I mean, the whole reason you're there is obviously for the big main event next week, Cyborg. Uh, I mean, it's it. I feel like you've been preparing for it since for since as long as we've been talking. Um, <laughs> but now, I mean, it's not, not only are you preparing for what could possibly the toughest opponent you've ever faced, um, you know, on top of the pandemic, can you just talk us through... Uh, how that's been? I saw your your social media post where you talked about how hard your camp was. So can you just uh, break that down for us? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, it has it feels like it's been the longest camp in history for me because yeah, once we knew that you know saw that Chris had been signed to Bellator, we knew that that fight was going to be inevitable. Um, you know, after she fought Julia and and Scott announced that you know I was the number one contender, we started preparation straight away. Um, and the last time I spoke to you, I was on the way back from Jackson Wink. Uh, getting training in with um, Holly and Coach Winklejohn, you know, obviously in preparation for this fight. Um, and then, yeah, the world got locked down, so we had to take training, um, you know, in quarantine and doing sessions at home. And my coaches um, obviously accommodated all of my training so that I could just, co- yeah, continue training through those times. Again, still not knowing when this fight was going to eventuate. Um, 
And then when, once, you know, Bellator started their shows up again, we, um, you know, amped up my training. And most recently we've been, um, my camps moved down to Wollongong and been training at Freestyle MMA, um, doing a lot of sessions with um, Alex Volkanovsky and his coach Joe Lopez and the guys down there. Um, they've got a, a big staple of, you know, featherweight and lightweight guys, um, you know, that are mm. all very, very high level. And obviously Alex is the UFC featherweight world champion, so you can't get much better training than that. And, um, yeah, so I've had an awesome fight camp. Um, all my coaches, my strength and conditioning coach, wrestling coach, you know, um, you know, box striking coaches, everybody's really, yeah, pushed me to the limits this fight camp, obviously realising that this is this is the biggest fight of my career and it's for... Um, you know, everything that I've been working hard for. It's not the fact that it's, um, you know, that I'm just fighting Chris Cyborg. It is for the Bellator world title. And that's, you know, something that we've been working hard to get back to since I, you know, dropped the opportunity back in 2017. Yeah, I mean, you, you've always kind of been right there for the Bellator title. Uh, I know uh, I know you had mentioned uh, the last time we spoke training with, with home and, and you guys kind of, you, you already have some insight on, on uh someone that's that's faced cyborg before um one one thing uh i was i don't know if i asked you this last time but i mean it's it's good to know without giving anything away obviously from her last loss against amanda nunez was there anything that you took away from that fight that you you think you you can see as far as not necessarily a hole in her game but just a, a an avenue for for to win um yeah well amanda approached that fight the right way she stood in front of her and and gave her some of her own medicine back. Um, you know, I've said it in other interviews, that fight could have gone one of two ways. They were both swinging pretty wild. And, um, you know, all it took, well, all it would have taken was obviously Amanda to, um, you know, be hit with one of Cyborg's punches and the fight could have gone the other way. So it's a shame that the rematch wasn't put up on the tables and it didn't go through because it would have been a very interesting fight come the second time. Um, there is definitely holes in Chris's game and it, you, know, you can kind of see them from other fights, two fights as she's even won. Um, yeah, so we'll, obviously next Thursday we'll see where the fight goes, and um, yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting one. Yeah, Thursday. I mean, just it's it's, it's so close. Um, I, uh, I I'm just curious as to I'm I'm, I'm excited to see it, but uh, one of the things um, one of the things you know with the move to Thursdays is because Bellator has moved over to CBS Sports, and uh, there's they're going to be we're doing a lot of stuff. They're obviously you probably know they're already they're sharing the space that you're in now. With uh, Showtime Boxing, there's been talk of like crossover, uh, cross promotion, crossover events with Espinosa. Um, given your experience with boxing, would would you be uh, opposed to doing like a cross promotional, you know, uh, boxing match? I've been talking about it with Cyborg, so I figured I'd pose yeah. it to you. Yeah, no. Uh, well, actually, that's something that I want to sort of um, throw in the um, in the works. Hopefully, after this fight, would definitely be. Um, yeah, hopefully having a boxing fight with Chris, even going the trilogy and, um, you know, having a kickboxing fight under the Bellator promotion too. You know, it's never been done with a fighter to have the three, um, you know, combat, you know, um, competitions like that. But, yeah, no, definitely not opposed to getting back in the boxing ring. I mean, that's where my career started and, you know, that's um, will always be, uh, I think, where my heart's at. Um, mm -hmm. I love the sport and I love the art of it. Um, but, yeah, well, for, for now, I'll just concentrate on the what's ahead next week and, um, I've definitely got ideas and, you know, plans for the next few years with what I'd like to happen. But um, as our motto has gone for the last few years, it's just, you know, one one step at a time and, you know, get this over the line. And then I guess I'll have, um, like, the, all the options in my hands to sort of, you know, play 
some um, opportunities and get things going. Would you? Uh, I mean, uh, like, like say if say if you uh, if 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 you pick up the win Thursday, you know there was a lot of a lot of questions they they asked her, her or to Coker regarding her was would she do a I think it was Katie Taylor matchup. So then you 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 pick up the win. You know that that's you now. Would would you would you uh, be more willing to, to jump into something like that? Yeah, it's interesting because Katie Taylor's a lot lighter than um, you know. Chris probably wouldn't get down to the the weight mm. division to meet Katie Taylor. She'd probably be more likely to to fight Clarissa Shields. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, Katie's a phenomenal boxer, and yeah, that would be a big feat. But I mean, gosh, I'm I'm going to get in there with um, you know, Chris, the baddest woman in the on the planet in the MMA. Mm. There's no reason I'd back down from a boxing fight. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fighter, and I get in with, and I'll get in with anyone. So um, yeah, we'll we'll see what the cards um show yeah after this fight how's uh how's it trending for you as far as reactions to to the matchup and stuff since it was announced i know you, you had hinted it towards me the last time we spoke but i mean when it became official it looks like uh i mean it looks like uh i mean the move with cbs and stuff like that this is probably one of their biggest the biggest event they're going to have with the new move to cbs so how, how's it been for you as far as handling all the attention um well, we, like, obviously it was only announced sort of, um, what was, I think, four or five weeks ago. But obviously in the background, we knew what was happening. Bellator was, you know, in contact with my manager. And, yeah, we knew, um, you know, months ago that, you know, Bellator was moving over to CBS Sports. And that that's what the delay was in getting this fight up and going. Um, and obviously just waiting to see how the fight sphere would work, you know, with COVID and how everything was going to pan out. And, Obviously, the other thing was, you know, getting me overseas, like from Australia, it was a big thing. You know, we had to apply for travel exemptions and everything like that. And um, a lot of other people who had applied for those for other, you know, personal reasons were getting denied. So the fact <coughs> that I, um, you know, was able to come over here and compete. So, yeah, there was a, there was a lot to get over the line with Bellator. And, you know, I popped a, popped a post up this morning. Just, you know, it's a big thing that I'm over here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was kind of like a bit of an eye-opener going through the airports and realising just... Um, like you, you obviously watch the news and, and see the state of things in the world, like from what's shown on the news. But when you see it yourself, like, you know, Sydney Airport, we've never, like, I've you know been overseas a fair few times now and I've never, ever seen it like that. And, you know, hopefully in our lifetime, we'll never see that, see it like that again. You know, shops completely barren. And, you know, there was, I think, 20 people in total on the, the flight over here to America, um, from Sydney to LA. So, yeah, it's mm -hmm. definitely crazy times. And, um, yeah, definitely glad to be over here and and for the fight to be happening. I love the way you're handling everything. I mean, you just seem you seem so focused and ready to go. I mean, I'll tell you what, for me personally, it's a little bit upsetting because I'm usually at Mohegan Sun covering every Bellator event every time they're there, and this is they they've been there a lot, and I haven't been able yeah. to get there because of everything. So I'm I'm uh, I'm super excited, especially following your career. Uh, you. you know that this is happening for you. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, obviously, yeah, a bummer for me too. Um, you know, I'm fighting Chris Cyborg. We thought the fight would probably be in LA, you know, back before Corona struck. Mm. Um, you know, my, my children would be here, all my coaches, training partners, you know, they were, we were for the first time in, you know, this is my 10th fight with Bellator. I was going to have a huge, you know, fan base of Australians over to watch. So, you know, it is a bummer, but for the, and, and, like at the end of the day, I'm here to fight. And, you know, the fact that I'm fighting, you know, get you know, Chris for the world title. It doesn't worry me at all that it's behind closed doors and I don't have a crowd because I'm here just to get the job done and um, everyone can just watch it on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially now with the CBS Sports deal. Uh, yeah. The the one thing uh, you just mentioned about, I mean, 
with no fans, does it help you focus? Be- like, is your focus better now that it's just kind of just you and her in that space to fight? Yeah. Well, for the most part, I mean, I've always, you know, the crowds here, especially being the foreign, you know, the Australian coming over, over mm. here to fight, I've never been booed or, you know, um, but, and I've had the occasional people that are going for me. But um, for the most part, it's not like I've got a big fan base here that I hear the cheering and, you know, they're not here to back me. Um, they generally like me after they see me fight and then I get, you know, everyone coming up and getting photos and that. But, yeah, if anything, it's just going to hone me into hearing, obviously, my coach Tyson and um, my corner's voices. And, yeah, um, I don't need to sort of hear the occasional, you know, comment from the crowd that I might, you know, might get in, um, you know. So, no, I d- honestly don't think it'll worry me. I've prepared myself. Like I said, we've been preparing for this fight since the beginning of the year. So mm-hmm. we've been going over and over and over um, all the all the different scenarios. You know, the fact that it's, you know, behind closed doors, no crowd. Yeah, we've gone through all the different things. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm prepared for it. Um, soon see, I guess, next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Arlene, I, I, thank you so much for always making time and, and communicating, getting back and being ready and stuff like that. I know, I know we've spoken a few times and stuff, and and you're probably one of the 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 best people to uh, schedule interviews with because of you're just uh, you're definitely championship material. So I'm looking forward to 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 the fight it. on Thursday. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Any after it when I am the champ. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Hey, uh, you want to shout out your sponsors or anything? By all means, uh, just take some time to do that. Yeah, we've got Muscle Bros, AH Glass Fencing, B and Bougie, um, Resolute TV, um, Southlands Real Estate, um, Triple X, and Three um, Kings Finance. You always put me on the spot when I do that too, because I'm like, oh, I hope I haven't forgot anyone, but I'm pretty sure I'm good. <laughs> Obviously, big shout out to um, all my coaches too and everyone that's helped me for this fight camp, um, training partners, my kids, Kayla and Kian. Um, yeah, everyone, everyone who helps me knows how appreciative, appreciative I am. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. It's Bellator 249, right? Thursday on yep. the CBS Sports. Yep. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.